Hey guys, and welcome to Deeper Than Most. I'm your host, DJ. And I'm your host, Sav. So today we are on episode eight. Yes, and this is part three of the FNC series. Ooh. Yeah, getting on out there. Yeah. Yeah, two more episodes and we're at 10. Hmm, what are we going to do? Probably nothing. No, but I don't know. We might do an interesting episode. Who knows? Hmm. Might be a surprise for you guys. You never know. <laughs> All right, so um, today's state is going to be Arizona, and this is a case from 1978, and our victim is Pauline Robin Burdett. I personally haven't heard about that case. I think I have. I think I watched a true crime video on it. I'm pretty sure I have. I've watched, Uh like, true crime videos on just about everything, so. I'm down for it. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but before we jump into that, we're going to go ahead and hop into our current events. All right, let's do it. All right, so it gets real good these days. U.S. colleges require vaccinations for these kids to return to school, dude. So I like, told you <laughs> that they were going to try to make it mandatory. You remember how? They're going to figure out a way yeah. to make that shit That's like crazy. mandatory. And they're doing it with travel, too. Yeah. Um, Like international travel, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, international and in-state. And domestic. Or, yeah. yeah, domestic, yeah. So, all air travel, pretty much. Can't go nowhere. Can't, yeah, you can't go anywhere unless you have the vaccine. So, they're That's finding right. ways. I feel like it's eventually going to get to the point where they say, in order to, like, go back to work, you have to have, like, doctor's note or, like, a proof mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you've gotten a vaccine. Right. So, or like we'll see. Or, like, however they do it. I don't know. Yeah. You, I don't know. We'll have to just see. But I feel like that's what we're headed towards. So, so a girl with a number of U.S. colleges have said all students must fully be fully vaccinated before returning to campus. In a move likely to anger some state governors, which is understandable because, like, yeah. Fuck, it should be a choice because right. you do have people out there that are pro-vaccine right. or anti-vaccine. Exactly. And I feel like you shouldn't have to force people to get something like this. Although it is for the better of society and it's for the better of everybody, I still think it should be a choice just like everything else is. Um, I don't think that this should be excluded just because, I don't know, like, just because. Weird stuff. At least 14 colleges have said vaccination will be required so far, according to CNN, which they do a tally on that stuff, and I didn't even know that was a thing. Why? I don't know. Interesting. And it says at... Is that number and it says that number is expected to grow, so it's only fourteen right. colleges Makes that are sense. doing it now, but more. That's still a lot, though. Like yeah, right off the bat, fourteen. In late March, Rutgers University became one of the first institutions to declare that having all students vaccinated will allow for an expedited return to pre-pandemic normal. Which I don't even. There isn't even a normal anymore. You just yeah. I don't think we <laughs> can ever revert back yeah, to completely normal after all this. So. <laughs> well, I'll see how it plays out. Yeah. So it says Cornell, Brown, Notre Dame, and Northeastern. And did you say the P word? You're supposed to say panoramic or something. Oh. You can't say the oh, word. You're right. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> you know, YouTube be on that stuff. So yeah. go ahead. <laughs> Cornell, Brown, Notre Dame, Northeastern, Syracuse, Ithaca, and Fort Lewis have made similar announcements. Though all will make exceptions for medical or religious reasons, Cornell has also created an online registration tool so students and staff can register their vaccination status. Mm. I don't know. It just seems too controlling for me. So, yeah. Yeah, it is a lot. Yeah, it's just too much. 
But, hey, I guess they got to do what they got to do. No, America, right? Ooh, yeah. So our second current event is the Lost Golden City of Luxor. And this one was really cool. I got That's super excited when I found it. Um, so there was an article made by National Geographic, and it was published on April 8th of this year. Mm-hmm. And it was about the city of Luxor, which is 3,400 years old. Yeah, and it's okay. in Egypt. By the way, of course it is. Yeah, um, it was a royal city and it was built by Amenhotep the third. That's uh, that's whose father is that? I don't even, I don't know, I don't remember the names. I don't remember that either. (laughs) Oh, his son is um, Uh, yes, so the city was abandoned by his heretic son, Akhenaten. And um and he, you know, his son was completely, like, against everything that his father believed in. Mm-hmm. So this is a big part of why the city of Luxor kind of went to shit and just, like, vanished. Is because, like, he, for one, abandoned the city. And then his son didn't want anything to do with it either. So it was abandoned by his son as well. Um, Luxor contains stunningly preserved remains, which is really cool. That's an interesting find. Yes. Because, uh, what they use, they use, uh, spices and herbs to preserve their dead. That's why you get your mummies. That's why they wrap them up. Oh. Like yeah. I wonder what they be smelling like when they come out the ground. Or out the tomb. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah. Extra seasoned. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Seasoned death. Right. That's crazy. So, the pharaoh, I can talk... Who is that? Who is that? Akhenaten. Oh. I I spelled it wrong. Akhenaten. Ruled in Luxor alongside his wife Nefertiti. Oh, this is parents. Yeah, and they worshipped the sun. I know, it's kind of cool. So it goes even further back. Yeah, these are King Tut's parents. Mm -hmm. Um, Originally, it was, well, it was originally discovered back in September of 2020, Mm -hmm. but they didn't make um, an article about it until now. Oh, why, huh? I don't know. (laughs) I guess they tried to, like, keep it under wraps for a while. They're not supposed to be touching They're not, but hey... It ain't us. (laughs) Archaeologists have only scratched the surface and say that it's a snapshot into time. And they kind of referred to this as the Egyptian Pompeii. Hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. The compound has zigzag walls and many corridors. And they also found piles of ancient artifacts from the era of... I'm in hotel. Yeah, I'm in hotel. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, I got you. Thanks. Coming in clutch. <laughs> My brain was not processing that shit just then. They also found homes where workers could have lived, a bakery and a kitchen. So that was a really cool find. It was kind of like a breakthrough and discovery. So yeah. Then we're gonna go ahead and jump into our last current event, and this one, I guess we can break it down. Like yeah. we'll just. Slash jump bullet. off bullet points. Bullet points. Um, yeah. So we want to go ahead and say um, rest in peace to DMX. Mm-hmm. He passed away on April 9th, and this was due to him suffering a heart attack, mm-hmm. which ended up being fatal, and he died in the hospital. So Right. He was in White Plains, White Plains Hospital in New York, right? Mm-hmm. Surrounded by his loved ones and... That's a beautiful thing, because most people, a lot of people don't even get Yeah, not to, everybody gets, <laughs> you know, 
Sorry. Oh, no, you're all right. Yeah, good. Not everybody gets yeah. that though. <laughs> Not everybody gets yeah, that though, you know. That, so you many know, people so that don't get that. that so. He was with his family when he passed away. Yeah. Um, DMX was, as we all know, a rapper and an actor. He released iconic songs that are still gems till today. Um, I'm pretty sure if you ask anybody, like I feel like everybody knows at least one DMX song. Yeah. At least one. Just because of how iconic his songs were, and like, for the time and even, even now. Even if you don't know by them, you've heard the song, probably. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Even if you don't know the name or it's, like, not on your playlist, I'm pretty sure you probably heard a DMX song. His real name, Earl Simmons, and he left behind 15 children and a huge family that loved him. So, I hope all 15 of his kids... A lot of are, people, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, they're doing okay. And yeah, I hope they're doing all right. Taking it... Day by day, that's really all you can do in that type of situation. Um, uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into our favorite songs and movies by DMX. So, one movie recommendation from me, one from him, and one song recommendation from him, and one from me. So, you want to go ahead and say your movie recommendation? So, in terms of movies, uh, DMX was a cool actor, bro. I loved him in Belly. I thought that was a great movie. It had Nas. You know, I haven't seen Belly. Yeah, it's a pretty decent like crime movie. It has Nas narrating in narration in those type of movies. Is it like one of those movies like Love and Hip Hop where like black people say if you haven't seen it, your black card gets revoked? Yeah, I would say. That. Damn, are you about to take my black card? You, you can keep it. For okay, me. okay, cool. I haven't seen Love and Hip Hop either. Uh, I mean, not Love and Hip Hop, Love and Basketball. Oh God. <laughs> oh. I don't plan on it either, so oh. I feel like it's too late now, oh. But I feel like it's too late for me to even try now. Oh, no, it's not late. It's never too late. late. I don't really have an interest <laughs> or an interest in doing it. Yeah, it's, it's wild. Though. Um, and then my favorite movie with DMX in it is Never Die Alone. I love that movie so much. If you haven't seen it, watch it because it's kind of underrated. I don't. I've never heard anybody talk about the movie, so. Like, throughout all my life. The only person that showed me the movie was my mom. She was the only person yeah, I knew I that knew the movie. And I was hooked ever since. So, yeah, it's a really good movie. Um, it's pretty crazy and wild. So, yeah, I definitely recommend checking that out. And what's your favorite song by him? Well, there's a couple. But my all-time favorite is what these females want. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. What nice choice of words. <laughs> what about you? And mine is up in here. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, it's it's kind of basic, but you know it's, good it's a go good song. Tour, you don't even got to say a word the whole crowd. Just oh, yeah. Yeah, that's one of those and songs for sure. Yeah. So, that is all that we have for our current events today. And now we're going to go ahead and get into today's case, which is Arizona. And this is the case of Pauline Robin Burgett. From 1978. Okay, so I just want to say there is a sensitivity disclaimer for this case. Um, just because it's pretty graphic. So I just want to put that out there. Um, if you're not into more graphic cases or like descriptions of graphic things, then... Now's your chance to leave. Like, so, like we've mentioned before, if it's not your cup of tea, gladly click away from. That. Uh, so I want to go ahead and jump into Pauline's background. Um, she's also referred to as Robin, so I'll refer to her as Robin in this because that was like her nickname. Okay. Um, Robin had a younger brother named Chad, and Chad was described 
or I'm sorry, Chad described her as very outgoing. Um, he said that she loved life and the outdoors. Chad stated she hated wearing shoes and loved the hot summers. She was a great sister and my friend. Robin, I know, yeah. So he really loved his sister. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of relationships where it's like brothers and sisters kind of like clash and mm-hmm. go at it. But um, from like all the research that I did for this case, it seemed like they had a pretty like close-knit relationship yeah, which is always that's nice beautiful. yeah and don't you and yeah. your sister have a pretty yeah, close relationship pretty i would say you guys that. do yeah. um i definitely don't see any like tension between you guys so i feel like you guys kind of have after our same type understanding, of, bro, we, we, we yeah yeah you guys are super close um robin lived with her mom and her brother in a duplex and nice. she was also a babysitter that's good nice. so Pretty, she was she was sixteen. Pretty it's, typical stuff. For yeah, for a sixteen year old, right? Um, she was only sixteen at the time of her death, and her murder took place on March twelfth, nineteen seventy eight. We're gonna dive into the backstory a little bit. The apartment the family lived in was located in Phoenix, near Twenty Sixth Street and McDowell Road. Over the weekend of her death, Robin's mom and brother were out of town on a getaway, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were on like a little yeah weekend getaway, mini vacation. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. During this time, she was babysitting on the west side of Phoenix. Oof. <laughs> it's Detective Schwartzkopf. Said. Or Schwartzkopf. Yeah, I think you're right. Schwartzkopf. Because I think the Pete. Kopf. <laughs> Something. Detective. Just say Detective Schwartz. D- yeah, Detective <laughs> Schwartz. I don't know the end part. Said, we know there were problems at the other complex with a gentleman making advances. Detective Schwartz said, we know there were problems at the other complex with a gentleman making advances on her while she was babysitting there for three weeks prior to the murder yeah and that's That's something that you want to take note of yeah that's a very interesting statement and that's just weird in general you know exactly but some people just don't care yeah and that's all i can say on that (laughs) yeah also prior to the murder threats were made against pauline from people at the apartment she used to babysit at before Mm -hmm. why do people and i believe it was partially due to men making advances at her mm-hmm. um and i'll kind of go into that like later right. but yeah you know men making certain men making advances at her would kind of cause like a chain reaction mm-hmm. for other people to get upset about it mm-hmm. um and it'll make sense later on in the story so the events of that day chad and their mom were coming home from the getaway mm-hmm. and upon their arrival chad found his sister's dead body in her bedroom It was said by witnesses that during Chad and their mom's getaway, Pauline was at a friend's house. On Saturday, she left around 8 p.m. to meet with her boyfriend, and police were unsure if she actually ended up even meeting with him. They were never able to determine if she had met up with him or not. Which That's I found that kind of odd. Did somebody see them? Or like... Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like you said, wouldn't somebody have seen them? Pauline wasn't seen alive after leaving the friend's house. Mm. So... That's why they, I'm guessing that's why they were, well, yeah, that is why they were unsure uh, if she ended up meeting up with him because there was no, no yeah, exactly. Um, She had dropped out of high school at this time. Yeah. And she also had many boyfriends as well. 
Um, and this led police to believe that the murderer was one of her boyfriends or a recent ex. Which is uh, which is very likely succession. Yeah, it, it's very likely that it, it could have been. Right. Um, I mean, they are young, but people do get defensive yeah, over their do. feelings. And, I mean, that's typically that, uh, where you first look in a case is the spouse. makes you do crazy things is not... But, like, as kids, though... Like, I mean, then again, it is high school, and yeah. yeah, people do some crazy stuff in high school. Yeah. Really crazy shit. Mm-hmm. And so now, guys, we're going to take a little minute to thank our sponsors. So now we're going to go ahead and get into the crime scene, and the crime scene is where it gets crazy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so... Police concluded that Robin was likely sexually assaulted and had been stabbed to death. Um, Detective Schwartz said it was brutal whoever committed the crime. This was a crime of anger and rage, and Robin knew her perpetrator. DNA was found at the crime scene, even though they never found a match to this DNA. And honestly, I feel like nowadays they honestly like could yeah, they probably, find they a match could, yeah. through like all the dna testing and the ancestry mm-hmm. and yeah, they could definitely um, find a match. yeah all all the forward technology that they have today like for the police mm-hmm. i feel like honestly if they wanted to reopen this case they could. they could yeah um there was no sign of forced entry so that means that the murderer was invited in mm-hmm. um that trust factor Yes, Ooh. exactly. And so, obviously, if the person was invited in, it, you know, it wasn't a robbery. Right, right. So, um, it could not be a robbery because nothing was missing as well. Right. So, no break-in, nothing was missing. Obviously, so. that's going to rule out a robbery, like, mm-hmm. right off the bat. Definitely somebody that's been there before, somebody that knows. Yeah, who. somebody she trusts, like you said, yeah. that trust factor. Um, Since the perpetrator was enraged, police suspected that it could have been a boyfriend or an ex. And that's why they think that it could have been a boyfriend or an ex is just literally just because of that. Like, mm-hmm. so. And to further elaborate on this crime scene, a source said there was an elder, elderly, God, elderly man who would make a number of advances at her. Of course, he's fucking old. Ugh. Oof. The DNA found at the scene was that of two people who would have been at the scene at the time of the murder. This evidence shows that she was either sexually assaulted or had consensual sex with a BF or an ex. Autopsy reports concluded that Pauline had been stabbed repeatedly and hit with a blunt object. So you knock her over the head and you stab her. Well, or probably reverse. You stab her and knock her over the head. Why? Probably. I'm Honestly... I don't even want to try to put it in perspective, but if I were, I would say it would make sense that they probably hit her with the blunt object yeah. first, um, just to either, you know, render her unconscious yeah. or to kind of, you know, make them more powerful. Like they hold yeah. the power, right? Because kind of just they're, the yeah, head. like yeah. she's obviously hurt if you're hitting mm-hmm. her with a blunt object. Right. So it, it hinders her opportunity to actually be able to fight back right especially if you probably like hit her in the head or in the back or just exactly allowing her to then be stabbed repeatedly right um so the ending theories are that there are many theories on who could have killed pauline and one of these is an ex or a current boyfriend like we stated before mm-hmm. um it is pretty likely that it could have been 
Like, just because of that, the fact that they cannot distinguish if she was sexually assaulted or had consensual sex mm-hmm. um, kind of, you know, points it into points that it direction. In direction. It puts it in perspective, definitely. Right. But in a sense, like, all of these theories are possible. Just like how I was telling you about the whole Princess Diana mm-hmm. fiasco um, mm-hmm. and how literally every single theory seems plausible that's how this case is every single theory seems plausible so the next one is the old man that was making advances could have been the one to carry out this ordeal and it could be because she wasn't giving back into those advances and she was probably you know rejecting him yeah and over time maybe he probably did get upset and like sick of it and so he probably lashed out Um, And the third theory is that it could have been the wives of the men who have shown interest in her. And this is what I was referring to earlier, is that um, Mm. there were other people that would get upset with her and Mm. how, like, she was getting cussed at and, like, Mm. kicked out of, like, apartment complexes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it could have been the wives um, just out of rage, thinking that she was having an affair with their husband. You you homewrecker, I can see it now. Yeah, so... Also, um, it could have been a random woman who lived at another complex. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was reported, or she was reported, screaming at Pauline, telling her to never come back. Um, Nobody knows why. That's just what was reported. (laughs) Is her telling her to never come back. So, I don't know. But it must have been something. That would be pretty serious for her to never come back. Exactly. Um, And then the last theory could be a gentleman who got upset with Pauline while she was babysitting. Um, He had cut her work short and took her home immediately. Mm. And he ordered her to never return to his residence. Oh, wow. So, honestly, I don't know what could have happened. No, in that situation, his wife wife probably talked to him and was like, you know, I don't know why you keep having this young girl come over here, always around her kids and like... Something like that. I mean, but like, what does that have to do with Pauline? I, he, I don't know. I don't think that they he would have taken it out on Pauline right. on the ride home. He could yeah, have probably no. cut her work short and took her home and ordered her to never return. But the fact that he got upset with her, oh, I don't yeah, think yeah. he would get upset yeah. with Pauline if it For, was something yeah. that his wife had spouse was him, yeah. upset about. I yeah. So. I think he'd be like, hey, you know, she's just feeling some type of way right. thinking that you know i'm interested in you right. even though you're underage right. hello <laughs> um and so you know hey you can never work for us again like you know i don't think he would just be upset right. with her so right. 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 um it has been almost 43 years in march whoa fuck it's april now yeah okay so it's been almost well shit okay it's been 43 years since the murder of 16-year-old Pauline Robin Burgett. And this was a shorter case today, guys. Um, just because there is not a lot of information on this case. So, yes. Um, now we're going to go ahead and jump into our ending questions. And honestly, there weren't a lot of... There was just not a lot of details on this yeah, case. Yeah, and that's the scary part of it. Because it's like... We don't really And they know. never found, yeah, you know, yeah, it's unsolved. Yeah. They never found yeah. the killer. Yeah. Um so who knows? You know, like the fact that some well, it happens all the time, but the fact that people are just like out and about that have done gruesome things like this and just like 
suffer no repercussions from it. It's just yeah, kind it's of mind-blowing. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to go ahead and get into the ending questions. You want to go ahead with the first one? Yes. So, who do you think could be responsible for the murder? Me, personally, I'm going to say... it's it's. I'm going to go with an X on this one. Definitely going to go with an X. Yeah, it seems pretty plausible. Yeah, it's plausible. But, like... I would think the same thing. Um... Just because, like, the when I was doing my research, and I kind of didn't like this when I was doing my research, mm-hmm. definitely highlighted that Pauline, like, dated around a lot. Yeah, she um, like... and, and had, like, multiple partners, like, at one time. So, I didn't like that they kind of, like, focused on that. But it does make sense as to why that could be a possibility is because, shoot, like we said earlier, like people get real serious about their feelings, and yeah. I mean, like, can you, you fault them yeah, really? You can't play around but like, with you honestly, you don't need to take it. Like, yeah, you don't need to take <laughs> it to this extent. But yeah. you know, um, and I think the same thing. I think it would be an ex as well. That just mm-hmm. seems the most plausible to me. And it it sucks because when it comes to cases and the like rage, this, there's always an answer that makes sense but sometimes it's not that answer right and although like yeah there's the women or like the wives of the men but she was sexually assaulted and unless they were using like something else yeah i don't think that they could carry out that part of the you know the murder i just don't see how that really correlates so definitely an ex makes sense you know an ex yeah makes the most sense um, do you think that this crime could be solved with genetic genealogy, which is DNA testing, kind of like how we were talking about ancestry earlier and mm-hmm. what is it, 23 and me? Yes. Um Yeah. So do you think that this crime could be Honestly, solved with, if they were to use it? Because I don't even think they've the tried. The technology that we have today, definitely. They yeah. can definitely figure out who did that. I think so too, especially definitely. nowadays with everybody that's doing the like ancestry testing and whatnot, um, mm-hmm. they can find like your family tree and literally connect the dots and find like a murderer to a case just based off of like a distant cousin that decided to take the test and they're related to that perpetrator. Yeah, they've literally been solving cases yeah. this way. Um, so I, I kind of wish that they would like try it for her I case because yeah. just to give her that who knows like you know, you know yeah definitely yeah for her to get justice and to kind of solve the mystery like right. which like, a possibility guys, is that there's you so guys many don't want to solve it though like why, I'm, why well not? there's just some cases that aren't worth reopening and I say that with quotations because that's what a police department would say yeah, is yeah. some just aren't worth opening right. um. So you just don't want to go down the rabbit hole. Or, you know, it's probably not requested. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, The third question. Oh, you can go ahead with the third one. And the third one is, how does this case make you feel? This case makes me feel upset. Uh, mainly because of just how she was brutally assaulted. murdered. Yes, and assaulted. It was just, you know... And at such a young age, she didn't even get to really live her life, right. honestly. Right, wouldn't even start it. She was babysitting, yeah. but, you know, there's life after that. Exactly. So, yes, I definitely am upset about this case. Um, Just so many questions, you know, like, who did it and why? Like, what's the motive, you know? Like, I would really want to know. Like, what would drive you honestly, so mad to have to hurt somebody shit, that bad? probably some shit that don't make sense. There's never a, right. like... 
a really and the fact answer. that it's unsolved, you know, yeah. like she never got justice. So right. yeah, I'm upset. Uh, me personally, it is very upsetting, and it's only upsetting because of, like the details that are that you have found, you know, old men like catcalling and like mm-hmm. having the multiple boyfriends. That shit's shifty, also. So it's like yeah. You know, anybody could have done this shit. And yeah, that's the thing. So many questions. Like, you it's don't It's like know. a very dismissive... It's like dismissive on the police department's part, in a sense. Mm-hmm. So it's like, damn, you know, y'all didn't even try for real. Right. Um. Yeah. And I feel like that happens in a lot of cases yeah, when it like shouldn't. This. But, uh, like, we can only do so much, you know? Yeah. There's not much that, like, we could do personally, right. you know? Like, we can get upset about it, but... Honestly, like it's not gonna solve. Yeah, they're doing. I mean, they're doing what they can. I'll say that they're doing what they can, and I'll give them that. That's better than nothing. (laughs) So the last question is: What questions do you guys have for us? And I've said this in a video or an episode before, but on the Anchor app, if you do listen to us on Anchor, you can actually record um, an audio clip, and you can basically send in an, a video or not a video an audio um comment mm-hmm. and we can add it to our episodes and answer the questions in episodes if you guys would like that um or you can also just ask us questions on our social media um or you can email us questions as well because we're always down to answer them and we can answer them like in response to like a dm or a comment or we can answer them in a video yep. or an episode i always so, say video <laughs> feel free to just send them out there it doesn't matter what the question is it can be stupid it can be we want. however you feel about it just send the question and mm-hmm. we'll answer it. yeah also recommendations for episodes don't forget oh yeah we're always taking recommendations um so yeah this concludes episode eight part Four of the oh, FNC series. We're really doing it out here. Yeah. Mm. Or is this part three? Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, go back and look. Is it? Oh, <laughs> man, no. We did Alaska. Oh, part three. Part three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all we have for you guys this week. And tune back in because we're going to go ahead and talk about cannibalism would you eat your own liver <laughs> what kind of question is that though would you probably your if own liver good. if it's good if it's prepared right i'm down <laughs> for it but don't you need that to live I how mean, you gonna eat it what do you mean you don't necessarily need it they do liver transplants all the time oh, okay i'm thinking of a kidney <laughs> you can live without one of those too oh, oh shit <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, guys, okay. I've been your host, DJ. And I've been your host, Sam. Stay white, stay bright, and we'll catch you next week. Because I'm feeling real hungry. Right. <laughs>